Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto Podcast. We got a ton of news to go over. We're back from hiatus. So last podcast was recorded in October of 2022, October of last year now. Happy New Year because I haven't talked to you guys since it's been New Year's Eve. It's now 2023 and we're back in full swing. I'm going to change the model of the podcast, I'm going to have to redo the intro, and we'll get to all that in the coming days, coming week or so. The model of the podcast and its production is going to change to avoid me burning out because I just, it's a big commitment to record something, keep on the news five days a week forever, potentially. So we're going to move to two days, maybe three days a week, depending on what's going on with the news. I think what I'm going to do is put out two regular shows, kind of thinking as I talk here to you guys, the audience, I think I'm going to put out two shows a week and then a special if something big happens, uh, that third show, if something big happens on the day that it happens and talk about it. I think that's what makes sense going forward to avoid getting burned out, to avoid the podcast, getting in the way of general life, day jobs, all that kind of stuff. I think that's the way we're going to move forward. So anyways, yeah, let's get into the news that we have to cover. FTX has collapsed. Surprise. Uh, There's lots of other stuff that's happened since I've left. But you know what? I think you probably know about it because it's been all over the mainstream news as well as crypto news. And uh, that's all anyone's been talking about for the last little bit is Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. We're kind of fans of Sam Bankman-Fried on the show and what he did for crypto after the Terra Luna collapse. So he's like buying up all these companies. So I have a little bit of egg on my face, to be honest. I liked Sam Bankman-Fried. I liked him. I didn't know. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it in my bones that he was a bad guy, uh, but he was. And I was wrong, and we've all been wrong about things. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get that one right. That's for sure. Anyways, we're going to kind of move past it 
but touch on things that were affected by it in the day-to-day news. But I don't have much to say about FTX other than uh, she's gone now. I still follow Sam Bankman Fried on Twitter. Maybe we'll talk about his tweets and stuff like that when he says something crazy. But apparently uh, the guy kind of looks like he's a little bit, uh, he's lost his marbles a little bit. And I don't know if it's even worth talking about to move forward. I think the best thing we can do is move forward. And that's kind of what Bitcoin's price action has done anyway, since that whole collapse. Because we are above, we're above in this podcast what we were as far as Bitcoin is and the market cap of crypto, I believe I'll have to double check on that. Uh, but we're above in a better place than what we were when uh, during the last show that I recorded before the FTX collapse. So we have since recovered and I believe we were in a better place since FTX, FTX sorry, has collapsed. And, you know, this is reflected in the fear of greed index because every time I've done a podcast, every single, I may have only hit a day or two where it was neutral. But uh, for our show opener, for the 2023 opener, we have neutral market sentiment. And we are at a 52 on the Fear and Greed Index. It's nice to kind of see. So last week, we were at a 50. Yeah, 51 last week, 50 yesterday. Today, we're at a 52 because we're still up a little tiny bit. Bitcoin's can kind of bobbing around between pluses and minuses on the 24-hour. Let's take a look at coin market cap. And what we're saying here, trending is Aptos, Hyperchain X, up 63% in the 24-hour, and Taboo Token. I'm not sure what that is. <clears throat> have to look into that, or probably won't look into that, but if it kind of pops into the trending, and then over the next week, I will have a look at it. And uh, breaking down the coins, let's dig into the top 30 here. Bitcoin is pretty flat on the 24, up 8% on the 7-day. On the, let's go 30-day, I guess we're up almost 40% now. Ethereum is sitting at... Pretty flat in the 24 as well, up about 3% in the 7-day. Not bad. Sitting at 1600 bucks, American, if that matters. Bitcoin just kind of bobbing and bouncing off that $23,000 USD mark. BNB's at 313 Hasn't moved much or has since recovered again. Uh, I remember remember BNB being around that 312 313 maybe even at the exact number it was when uh, when we took the hiatus on this podcast here. XRP's at $0.42. Cents. BNB... USD is a stable coin, so it is currently flat as well. Cardano ADA is at $0.37, cents flat on the 24, up 7% on the 24, or the 7-day, sorry. Dogecoin is flat on the 24, up about 6% on the 7-day. We'll call it 6. Solana is at $24, bucks, has recovered significantly uh, since FTX's collapse here. Flat on the 24, up 4.5% on the 7-day. Matic is flat as well. Polkadot's flat as well. Everything is pretty flat. Just going to scroll through here at the top 30 uh, and have a look at we have uh, or what we have here. Apto is sitting at 32. Kronos well over the top 30 at 8 cents. Kronos is taking a significant hit here. Algorand to the top 30 as well. H part of the top 30. B chain to the top 30. Yeah, so we've had some changes happen, haven't we? Uh, let's get into the news here. You know, I'm going to start with, uh, I was going to start with an FTX story. We'll get it out of the way. I'll get the story out of the way and we're going to push forward. We'll touch on FTX only in what affects the future. This kind of does here. And this is from Cointelegraph. The headline is uh, FTX VC is liable to serious questions around due diligence. Yeah. So a lot of people look the other way because they saw the talent and, uh, Kevin O'Leary specifically, guy that's standing out a little bit, but oh, man, I don't want to talk about the past too much. 
here. So the lack of record keeping of FTX coupled with an auditor no one's ever heard of forces the FTC to ask questions about the mindset of the institutional investors. See, I don't You know what? I'm going to keep this in the headline. And you know what's pissed me off about this? Is what about the mindset of the Security Exchange Commission meeting with Sam Bankman Freed more than almost anyone else outside of who Larry Fink, maybe from BlackRock? Gary Gensler has, has met with Sam Bankman Freed repeatedly over the past years. Yet they are looking, they're worried, the CFTC, the, another government regulator, is worried about the VCs who have a right per se. It's not illegal for them to, they can act as venture capitalists, put their money wherever they want. I'm not a lawyer, but it just sounds strange that they're worried about the mindset of that. Someone or a company of VCs is generally taking high risk, injecting their money into things that they're expecting a big return on. However, the Security Exchange Commission is supposed to meet with people that are vetted and can affect uh, regulation in the future. Vetted, vetted people to talk to that will have an impact on policy. That's who the Security Exchange Commission, Gary Gensler, the chair of that Security Exchange Commission, is supposed to meet in relation with people attached to these industries. If that makes sense. Does that make sense to you guys? Yet they're worried about the mindset of BCs and not Gary Gensler. I think that's all we're going to touch on with this article. That pisses me right off. Uh, I guess that's a good start, bad start, good start. I don't know. Good start to the podcast, bad start. But that article, man, that pisses me off that the CFTC is choosing to target BCs over their own government agencies that were meeting and potentially forming policy with Sam Bankman-Fried. It's terrible, terrible. Shame on them. Genesis is planning to file for bankruptcy report. I don't think this is anything. Well, it may be due to some, but I think it was kind of expected here. Another one bites the dust. Question mark report suggests an initial bankruptcy filing from Genesis could come before February. Everyone's been kind of watching Genesis over the last little bit to see what they're going to do. Lots of speculation there uh, that they were filing bankruptcy. And it appears that speculation has kind of... Speculation may have been right here. Cryptocurrency lending firm Genesis Global Capital, a subsidiary of crypto conglomerate Digital Currency Group, is reportedly preparing to file bankruptcy as early as this week, according to January January 8th Bloomberg report. So a couple of days ago here, about a week ago, maybe a little late, late on this story. We'll catch up, though. Don't worry. Genesis previously stated, it said it was considering a bankruptcy filing. If it were unable to raise cash amid a liquidity crunch, I don't think anyone's injecting a huge amount of cash into the crypto space at this moment in time. Uh, so, yeah, so look for them to claim bankruptcy over the next week to two weeks. However, we don't see a big change in price action on, in the crypto space with news of this whatsoever. It's not affecting it. It's looking pretty bullish right now. Another article from Cointelegraph will get into this signal that they think should indicate that Bitcoin should be hitting 25K sometime soon. I don't know what I think. I called 30K Bitcoin by the end of the year, and man, was I wrong on that. That's okay. We're all wrong. If we could call the tops and bottoms, I guess I would be sitting on a beach in Mexico in a kingdom right now. Uh, But instead, I have my little dream home uh, in in northern Ontario, which I'm perfectly happy with, uh, and I'm right enough to get that at least. 
Thus, this 25K Bitcoin price target would spell misery for Bitcoin shorters. I uh, I kind of see, and again, this is non-financial advice. This podcast is non-financial advice. I just talk about what I think. I talk about what I see and what I think. And I'm probably going to be right. A broken clock is right twice a day. I'm probably going to be right half the time and probably wrong half the time. So this is non-financial advice. Uh, I could be right well could be right a lot less even the odds don't really work like that do they uh, so keep that in mind however i think bitcoin's going to kind of hang on to this mark for a little bit i think we're going to stick around this 22 to 23 5 for a little bit i don't think we're going to bob up to 25 but i hope i'm wrong let's get into this a little bit serious bitcoin short liquidations are just a stone throw away I don't know about that. I feel like people are pretty bullish right now, but Bitcoin has so far failed to beat resistance. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to bob, for lack of a better word, I think we're going to bob around here for a bit. I'll stop repeating myself now. Bitcoin price rally near a, a lot of liquidity after putting 40% gains in January. Bitcoin continues to consolidate around, around the $23,000 mark. I think we're going to hang tight here for a little bit. We've made a 40% gain in January. It's been a green. If we close up, how do we have six days left for a close, seven days left for a close? If we close out in a positive, that'll be our first green month in a long time. And we have, uh, it's going to change market sentiment and things are looking good for February, but I just don't see us moving up to 25 before January. Before January close, I see us closing around that 23 mark. However, non-financial advice, I could be wrong. If you're shorting, I think you're wrong there too. So I think we're just going to kind of hang around this. Uh, it's good. Price action is going to be pretty bearish. So there's not a lot of money to be made, I don't think, unless you're trading on a lot of leverage. Uh, Bitcoin faces a 15K crash as U.S. sparks financial meltdown. This is from Arthur Haynes, the king of bears here. Uh, let's dig into this article. So I like to get the bullish look and the bearish look. We're going to dig into the bearish a little bit. Bitcoin will be just one of the risk assets that crater as the Federal Reserve is forced to abandon quantitative tightening in the future. This is from the EpidMex CEO, Warren. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of impact the Fed has in February because we'll see where they are with interest rates and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, maybe some surprises, maybe not. We'll kind of That's a wait and see for February. I think it's going to be a big month, though, uh, in one way or the other. I do think that in his latest blog post released on January 19th a few days ago. Arthur Hayes, the former CEO of BitMEX Exchange, predicted a global financial meltdown thanks to the future United States economic woes. So there's a lot of thoughts to market conditions and how they pre-run the economy. And um, I've heard a few things over the past, I don't know, 7 to 14 days that suggest we're kind of, the market is kind of saying that, yes, the economy is still going to crash and burn. However, markets may have already factored in that and maybe pushing out. Markets are front running what's going to happen. So they've already front run that meltdown that we are going into right now. I'm going to try and explain this a little better than I just did. Markets, are, The market price action we experienced through August, September, October, November, December have already front run the market crash that everyone is anticipating or sorry, the economy crash that everyone is anticipating through this winter. So we've already experienced the market crash in relation to this winter's economy crash. And now the markets are starting to push out like the economy will pushing out at some point in time in the future. A lot of thoughts about that. Are they right? We don't know. But is it possible? Yes, it's possible. It's 
possible we've seen the worst. Dude, have we hit a bottom? I don't know. I thought we hit a bottom at 17.5. I was wrong. It was 15.5. It was a bottom. So where are we at now? We don't know for sure. However, things are looking good. I think at this exact moment in time, where are they going to be in February? I think that's going to depend on the Federal Reserve, the quantitative easing, what they do with interest rates, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if it's going to have if the economy sinking is going to have an impact on markets as significant as they say it has, considering what the markets have already been through. We have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting to watch. This is a lot of, it's my first roll through a recession as an investor. And I'm sure it's a lot of your first role as crypto investors, especially crypto's never rolling through something like this is why it was created after the 2008 financial crisis. So we are now rolling through it and we're all, we are all, what's the best way to say this? We're all watching. We are all here just watching the show because there is no one in control other than the federal reserve right now, even though that's why Bitcoin was created to, to not be that. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't need the Federal Reserve to control it. And it would function better without any impact at all from uh, from the Federal Reserve or from, from Jerome Powell's tone in a meeting or something like that. Bitcoin can function entirely on its own. That's why we are believers in it. However, at this moment in time, we are still impacted by it. Something Satoshi Nakamoto, I don't think, anticipated. But that's where we are. And we're watching. And there's no way to anticipate everything that can happen in the future. We're all watchers at this moment in time. Crypto has not been through a recession. We are all watchers. Everyone who says they're not, they're lying to you. They're a watcher. The people that have been in crypto since 2000, 2012, 2011, that initial cypherpunk Bitcoin, Bitcoin head, they're in new territory right now with this global recession and the way it's going to impact crypto price hard to say we don't know and uh, could it decorrelate itself yes it could anyways that's enough of a rant on here let's get back to the news a little bit yes we were talking about the bear scenario bitcoin faces a 15k crash so this is from arthur haynes bitcoin's current rally should likely not be taken as the start of a new bull run haynes says i agree with this i don't think it should be started as uh should be taken as the start of a new bull run u.s Inflation easing, the Fed is the focus of practically every crypto's analyst this year as they estimate the likelihood of a policy pivot away from kind of evening K. I can't read this article. It's written too poorly. However, what he's getting at is that we are so correlated with the Federal Reserve. I couldn't agree more that if he eases, he being Jerome Powell, if he goes back into quantitative easing, that could have a negative impact on Bitcoin price. And I don't know. I don't think that's true, though. I don't think. I think that it may have the opposite and uh, Bitcoin could rally. Bitcoin's halts volatility at 23A as BTC holders see mass return to profit. Not a huge return to profit. If you looked at, I don't know what the exact numbers. I don't have glass on up right now. However, I am sure more than half by far are, are not in profit right now. Uh, that is wallet holders in uh, even long-term wallet holders going over that 6 to 10th month uh, outlook here. Dogecoin could be on the verge of a big breakout, according to a popular crypto strategist. A pair of popular crypto strategists think that the top mean coin Dogecoin could be gearing up for a breakout. Pseudonymous analyst Rekt tells their 330 
338,800 Twitter followers at Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu's rival is it? I would say the opposite. I would say Shiba Inu is the rival to Bitcoin. No, or sorry, Dogecoin. Not Dogecoin is a rival to Shiba Inu. It's testing the diagonal resistance of the bullish reverse structure on the weekly chart. Doge is now testing the top of a falling wedge, trying to challenge for a breakout. So I do think it needs some positive news here because that's how Dogecoin rolls. Doge doesn't roll on TA. Doge rolls on news, and it has since I've been following it. It rolls on the words of Elon Musk. I think uh, I've talked about this before on the show, and I think the potential for a Dogecoin is extremely high. Given uh, given Elon implementing it into Twitter as a payment system, so I do think down the road he's been a little slower in this than I actually thought. I do think he's going to implement Twitter as some kind of crypto payment system. There was talk a little bit last week about him inventing his own coin for it. However, if he were to choose Dogecoin, and do I think he should choose Dogecoin? No, I don't think so. I think Bitcoin would be the answer. I'm a Bitcoin guy. I'll get this rate out of the way. Everything else I see is speculative. Bitcoin I see is risk off. I'll get this out of the way for January 2023. Bitcoin I see the is going up in forever. It's either going up forever or it's going to zero. So there's no in-betweens. It's either if adoption increases, if adoption stays the same, the supply decreases every four years due to the having Bitcoin has to go up or it's going to zero. So for me, it's easy. It's risk off. I understand it. Dogecoin, very speculative. Everything else is speculative for me, including Ethereum. I don't know. Web3, I like. I use it. Super cool. I have a Web3 address. You can go to thewayofcrypto.crypto. That'll take you to my Web3 page. I'm an early adopter in the Web3 universe, whether that will catch on mainstream. That is highly, highly speculative and super risky. Yes, I hope it does for all of us because we're all going to be uh, very, very happy if it does. However, Bitcoin is a little different for me. I see that as a risk on asset. And I think you should use Bitcoin for a payment method in Twitter. Being that, I think you should use Satoshi's. I think you should put it on the Lightning Network. That's where I think they should be at. It doesn't matter what I think. I think there's a possibility, greater possibility of him choosing Dogecoin over Bitcoin. But I do think there's an even greater possibility that he's choosing something else entirely, maybe something that they build inside uh, Tesla or another company that he creates. However, I do think that's what Dogecoin's going to need at least to get a big pump. Dogecoin's going to at least going to at least need more speculation in that direction that it's going to be used as a payment system um, for a payment system in Twitter. Sorry, I was reading a headline here, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this because for those of you that don't know, oh, okay, there's more to this story than the headline. So this is from Decrypt and it reads, this is something true and true and near to my heart because I've been using Fountain now, uh, collecting Satoshi's listening and I post my podcast on Fountain as well. That's where, if you're going to listen to me, subscribe to me on Fountain because I get a little bit of Satoshi's if you listen to me and you get a little bit of Satoshi's if you listen to me. It's a circular economy. It works pretty good. I'm on there. Uh, and you can earn some sats. If you're going to listen anyway, why not earn some sats? And you can send some sats my way for take my time and trying to keep you guys up on all the news every day, as well as, I guess, sending you my rants, because I do a lot of that on the podcast as well. 
Uh, anyways, let's get back into it. The new deal between Fountain and Bitcoin firm Zebdi will let podcasters reward their audience with the leading cryptocurrency. The podcasting revenue model is getting a Bitcoin facelift, looking to expand its footprint beyond gaming, mobile payment firm Zebdi. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't think I am, though. Announced Tuesday its partnership with the listener and podcast platform Fountain to give listeners and podcasters the ability to earn Bitcoin using the app. With this partnership, we're supporting a new type of business model and economic activity, not just for payment space, not just for the payment space, but in general, ZBSG strategy. Okay, I'm going to stop reading this uh, verbatim and just talk about it a little bit. Uh, so look at Fountain. If you don't have Fountain, sign up for an account because I'm, I want you to listen to me on fountains. So I get a little bit of sats and you get a little bit of sats. However, the more important thing is that you just kind of open yourselves up to listening to podcasts and getting information where you can actually receive sats. So even if you're not going to listen to my podcast, download the Found app, have a look at it and see what it is because it could be some kind of representative in the way crypto transactions are dealt in the future for there's a payment, there's a transaction that happens for you giving me some of your time, me giving you some of my time. There's that little bit of transaction that happens with Satoshi's off, uh, all, all on the Lightning Network itself. It's super cool and it's something you can be a part of right now. So I do recommend you check it out. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Some BNB news. Grayscale CEO says the Security Exchange Commission has hindered Bitcoin's advancement. Uh, yeah, they have. And they've done it directly through denying Grayscale their spot Bitcoin ETF status repeatedly. They have done that 100% and affecting Grayscale's bottom line. The Security Exchange Commission is not only holding back Bitcoin advancement, but also Grayscale and everybody else that's applying for a spot Bitcoin ETF. That's going to be it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. You can dig into the show notes for that. If you want to contact me, you can go to the website, send me an email from there. I kind of like that. You can also follow us uh, on the Way of Crypto Twitter account, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. That's probably the best place. Crypto is spelled with an O at the very end. So just go to the show notes, click on the Twitter link there. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Reach out to me there. Email me. I really do like really do like hearing from you guys. And if you have been a long time listener for of the show, you can support us on Patreon. Thanks a lot, and I will see you guys later in the week. Bye for now.